I'm going to uh, consider, I want you to consider the question, and I'm going to consider the question as I communicate uh, this message today. I want to ask the question, what have I learnt? And in my, in my 70th year, I have uh, learnt a lot. I'm not saying it all, all of it's been retained, but I have learnt a lot. And this learning question is all about the significant issues in our lives. Especially I would want us to consider the father heart of God and how that personal relationship has impacted and still impacts my life and I pray your life as well every day. From the father figures in my life, I have been truly blessed. My dad's dad, my pop, passed away when I was 28. I was studying in Bible college at the time and I was with my father uh, at Concord Hospital when, uh, when Pop passed away. That uh, experience had a great impact upon my life in so many ways. And primarily, being with my own dad at that time and seeing my dad, I'm a 28-year-old man, not married at that point in time, but seeing my dad cry for the first time really did have an impact upon me. And it's just last year, early last year, my, uh, my dad passed away at uh, 95 years of age. And uh, I was so, we have been so blessed as a family that our, uh, my, our brother Mark uh, was there with him at that particular point in time. And I am very proud to say that my, uh, the legacy of my dad lives on hopefully only in the good things, the very valuable qualities and lessons he has taught me during my life. Character of my dad. He was a godly man, a man of integrity, a man of vision, a man of great endurance, a man who had a very high work ethic. He was a very loyal man. And he loved us kids. He would always finish his cards and letters with these words. I love you real good. One of those special things that I'll never forget. Actually this morning I, uh, I decided after I'd gone through my sermon at something like 4.30 this morning because I know that you can't really sleep when you've got to preach. But I uh, was going through some photos of my dad and uh, then I decided I would uh, start watching his funeral service, which not to try to make me more, but just a reflection on my dad. And uh, I jumped through and then I, I, I watched the uh, photo tribute. And just seeing my dad from a, a little boy through to his 95th year, again, has blessed me. I, I um, yeah, a great reminder of just uh, the man that has impacted my life. What have I learnt? The Apostle Paul is an amazing model, I believe. In 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, he said this, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. On the other hand, in 1 Timothy 1, 15, he says these words, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, 
of whom I am the worst. What have I learnt? I have learnt that I need to have a healthy balance in the way I see myself. And Paul's perspective here, from one extreme to the other, does me well. Because naturally, I'd probably want to say the second of those things that he said, that of sin as I am the worst. But I believe that as we follow Jesus, the example of Christ, then to live that out is something so valuable for those that we love and those that we spend time with. My dad models have been overwhelmingly positive. I realise that not everybody experiences that. And for that, I am so sad. God's intention is that we all would have the healthy, godly fathers, or at least somebody who represents healthy, godly fathers in our lives, so that we might be equipped and learn so much of how to live well. One of the daily statements that I make on my morning walk is this. I want to bring pleasure to you today, God. What have I learned? That it's a great way to start the day. That getting up early in the morning is a good thing. Not all would agree with that, but I do. Going to bed early at night is a good thing too for me. But there's an intentional focus about that statement, the way I'm choosing to live. And when I say that, when I ask that of God, I want to bring pleasure to you today, how often I am reminded that I fall short of that statement. Even driving home last night, and for those of you who know me, um, I, uh, I have a justice thing inside of me that is very biased towards me at times. And I was driving home um, and uh, I was a set of lights and somebody came up the inside of me at a two lane to go into a one lane and that I really disappoint myself in. But I didn't learn the fact that I should be more patient. And uh, I didn't race them off. My wife would like to know that. I didn't race them off. Um, and actually what embarrassed me totally was they turned around to the left anyway. But the fact is, I'm a person trying to learn life every day. And in doing that, to bring pleasure to God. Many years ago, actually I was in Bible college, so I was many, many years ago. Um, in one of our lectures, the lecturer shared from Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. This has had a great impact upon me, this verse. It's shaped the way I believe God sees me. And it impacts the way I choose to live my life. And this is what we read. These are the words uh, of the Lord to Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. What have I learnt? God knew me in my mother's womb. God set me apart even before I was born and God appointed me. Not necessarily to be a prophet to the nations, but I believe that God 
has appointed me to do relationships well. Other things he's appointed me to do, but that's something that is so heavy on my heart at times. My personal, intimate, transparent relationship with God is my best resource to doing relationships well. In fact, it is the best resource I have in doing life in a manner that brings pleasure to him. Many people are driven by different things. To be a leader, to be powerful, to have money, to be well-liked. I guess I wouldn't say no to any of those things. But what I can't live without is relationship. Good, healthy, intimate relationship. And even from a very young age, in my late teens, I remember sharing with uh, two mates at North Sydney Church of Christ every Saturday morning at 7 o'clock for a number of years. And uh, I would often say as we read the scripture together, as we prayed together, I want to be a godly man. And then even before I met Jenny and we got married, I would say to God, I, if I'm going to be married and, and, and be a husband, I want to be a godly husband. And I guess even from my, my teenage years, as I observed my dad, I've always wanted to be a godly dad. What have I learned? That I need to take responsibility and be disciplined in my life and Luke 9.23 reminds us of the, in these words of Jesus speaking to his disciples. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. This word disciple uh, from the Greek, uh, dis, uh, disciples, is, a follow, is, sorry, is defined as a follower or a pupil of a teacher. As a disciple of Jesus, I need to be disciplined. Many years ago, I decided that I, in this process of being disciplined, that I needed to put a structure in my life. And this structure, I would like to believe, has uh, helped me when I get to it in being a good dad. <coughs> that taking up my cross in this discipline was I'd look at five areas every day. That I'd seek to be spiritually healthy, that I would be, have a desire to be uh, filled with the fruits of the Spirit, of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control that I want to be physically healthy, that I want to uh, exercise regularly and my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, that I want to eat healthily, which I do, but my portion control sometimes is the problem, that I want to be mentally healthy, that I'd resist to entertain ungodly thoughts and be wise in what I fed my mind, and I guess the words of Paul from Philippians 4 come to mind that whatsoever things are true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable, think on these things 
and put them into practice. That I desire to be emotionally healthy, to be aware of my feelings and express them wisely. That I would seek to add value to others by encouragement and affirmation based on integrity. And then finally, I want to be relationally healthy. And my thought is if I do those other four well in discipline, then the fifth will really take care of itself. That I seek to fulfill Matthew 22, where Jesus summarized the 300, sorry, 613 Old Testament laws into two commands that we might love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength and that we might love our neighbour as ourself. What have I learned? That these disciplines keep me focused on the Father heart of God. When I do work at being healthy, other things in my life seem to pan out better. Not always the way I want it, but they seem to pan out better. There is an essential prerequisite in being, me being a dad. That is, I need a wife. And I have a wife, Jenny. And I guess without having a wife, the mother of our children, I can't be a dad. Ephesians 5.25, first part of that verse says this. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's a command from God. What have I learned? That this command to me is, I believe, not negotiable. And it's something that I need to be committed to for the rest of my life. Does Paul write these words as a consideration or a suggestion based on if you feel like it? No. To be a godly husband is a command model Jesus gave to us and he gave it in regards to his bride, the church, you and me. And Jesus said in, in Matthew 20 and also in Mark 10 that he didn't come to serve or he did not come to be served but he came to serve and to give his life a ransom for many amazing commitment that uh, a model that Jesus had when he came and then we, as we read in Genesis we get a picture of the threefold purpose of marriage that leads me into I guess making some comments about fatherhood. The threefold purpose of marriage is companionship, being soulmates, sexual experience, setting apart in a relationship, and procreation, the blessing of children as a gift from God to us. In Proverbs 22, we read, Train up your child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. A godly model and godly training is our primary responsibility as fathers to our children. 
There's a quote that I, I like, and I'm gonna change the quote a little bit. It says in the quote, the most important thing a father can do for his children is love their mother. That's a fantastic quote. I think it's the second most important because being a godly model to me is the most important. That we might, in that relationship with loving our, the mother of our children, have a healthy demonstration which, sent, which creates a sense of security and safety in the family. How then to be a godly dad and pa? I have many challenges in this area, and possibly you do too. Some of the traits, though, of a godly dad I'd like you to consider, and I'm not going to any depth in these ones, I just want to just highlight them, that we might have a Christ-centred faith, that we might manage our time well, we might be approachable, we might maintain discipline, we might be a good provider, we might be patient, we might be respectful, we might be tolerant, we'll have a servant heart. We might be wis uh, have wisdom to choose what battles to fight. We might be diligent, we might persevere, and we might consider what we say or do today so we don't regret those things tomorrow. In Ephesians 6, these words are, we read in verses 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Children, obey your parents. I'm sure for each of us parents who are listening today, wouldn't it be great if our children did that? Dads, maybe we can make it easier for our children to obey. No, I don't mean that we need to throw out the rules out the window. Rather, by being a dad in which we model and encourage them to obey. Some examples that we could consider. That we would be consistent. Establish age-related boundaries and think in that consistency of the child, but don't think simply as an adult. We can raise the bar way too high. In our consistency, let's have guidelines and rules that don't vary based on how we feel or what mood we are in. Secondly, that we might be flexible. This is not the opposite to consistency, rather the capacity to adjust to these circumstances and take into consideration the things that occur outside the child's control. Thirdly, that in, uh, in helping the children to obey, we might express and live honesty, being true to ourselves on what we believe and the choices we make. Our children live with us and clearly see when we are not maintaining truth and trustworthiness. And fourthly, we might be gracious, helping our children to obey 
by applying discipline for correction rather than for punishment from the, the past. Why should children obey? And the Bible says pretty clearly, because this is right. I'm not sure there can be a better answer than that. From the Bible, the Bible says, because this is right. Secondly, children, honour your father and mother. Honour is to show high respect and great esteem. God's command to honour parents goes back to the fifth commandment in the Mosaic law. It is the first command with a promise. Honour your father and mother, Exodus 20, it says, and your, um, so that you may live a long life on the land and God is giving to you. Again, I want to challenge us as fathers to be totally honourable. As we live our lives to honour God, we are modelling to our children. We need to honour our children also. Our being honourable gives our children the best chance of honouring us. And fathers, do not exasperate your children. I think that's one that I've done far too often through our kids growing up. All in the sense of being funny, but oftentimes I probably wasn't funny. Exasperation in, in its extreme form is the intensely, to be intensely uh, irritated and to infuriate somebody else. That is a very horrible definition, isn't it? But it's so true. The truth to, is to exasperate our children can do so much damage to them. Unfortunately, we, this can result in eternal consequences for them. Exasperation can be seen, in, as, I, as I look at it, in what I'm saying or not saying, what I'm doing or not doing, is it adding value to my children or is it devaluing them? If it doesn't add value to our children, then let's stop saying it or doing it. As dads, we are to nurture our children. That is to assist them to growth and maturity. Exasperation stunts their growth. I want to conclude my thoughts uh, this morning with, uh, I guess, some encouragement. What have I learnt about the Father heart of God? I believe the most significant role as a father that I am compelled to model is to be a vehicle of God's love, God's forgiveness, God's unconditional acceptance to my children and grandchildren. Also that I would never cease praying for their openness to God's spirit within their lives. I'd ask for you to consider this question. What have you learned during your life that has brought you closer to the Father's heart? Let me encourage you to live out what you've learned. I want to conclude with, uh, before I want to pray for all the fathers, with uh, this quote from John Piper, which I really do appreciate. God is most glorified in me when I am most satisfied in him. I'm going to ask 
all the fathers and potential fathers here in this building and all of you online if you're willing to stand up. So I want to acknowledge you and I want to pray a blessing upon your life. So if all the males, dads who are and dads to be could stand and I will pray. Dear God, our Heavenly Father, we want to bring before all the fathers and future fathers here today and ask for wisdom and humility in the face as they face their parenting role. Teach each of us how to create safety in our families. We pray that we always seek your heart and those that are under our care. We pray for forgiveness if there's anything in our lives that prevents our family from experiencing your infinite love, grace and mercy. Please give us strength today to do well by our children and by you. We thank you again for the privilege of being fathers and for the special gift of our children and grandchildren that you are a good, good father. That is who you are that we are loved by you, that is who I am. And this is our prayer, and we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen.